Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me. You can find the Mocha Minutes podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, TuneIn, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Find us on any of those platforms or wherever else you catch a podcast. Also still soliciting for ratings and reviews. If you would be so inclined, please leave us some five stars. Leave us some reviews. Would greatly appreciate it. Also, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mocha Minutes on all three of those platforms. If you want to shoot me an email, give me some feedback. Other than on those three places, you can email me at mochaminutes at gmail.com. Hello and welcome back to Mocha Minutes Podcast. This is Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, see, this is what happens when I just have conversations during the week. As soon as I see something going on down the timeline, I literally message this person like, what you doing this weekend? Because we need to discuss this. And she always like, oh, yeah, we're discussing it. And it's always funny when she comes up. I'm like, see, this is why we're discussing it. So I have, as I said last week, back, back again, I got my cookie from Highly Inappropriate. Cook, how are you? Fine. Bam, 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 bam. Let me see. Ah, <laughs> reggae <I'm> horns. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, my God. This week has been a very, you know, the quarantine has been roughly, if you've been doing it correctly, I'm not talking to all y'all that's on flights. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about roughly, it's been about six months if you've been doing it correctly. And in those six months, it hasn't been every week, but it's every so week, often there's a week where you go, yeah, they really need to open up outside because y'all niggas need outside right now. Mm-hmm. Like y'all, we need to open up outside Um Last week is not one of those weeks because for me, Chadwick Boseman passed away and I was like, yeah, I don't need to be outside right now. I just need to need to just pause. And then I saw people talking about what are we going to do for Black Panther 2? Hi, we really don't have to talk about this this week. I promise you it can wait. He hasn't even, he hadn't even been dead a week at this point. And people are like, what are we going to do about the next movie? I'm like, y'all, he just died. Mm. It's like, at least give it like a good month before y'all start doing this and someone said well i mean they're supposed to start production next year next month i don't care (laughs) he still is a person who died like what are y'all 
Excuse me. I'm sick of everybody. Have, have, I'm sick. Heaven of forbid everybody. something happened to Chris Evans right before Avengers um Infinity War opened. I bet y'all wouldn't be doing all, what we're gonna do about Captain America. Y'all be like, uh, excuse me, he Chris Evans died, okay? I need to mourn him because he's the best Chris, and y'all know damn well why he is. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I should I should give more love to Hemsworth because he and I share the same birthday. So I really? should yes, he is. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. It's like, yeah, that he tracks, he tracks, he's a Leo man, and I can definitely tell how. I feel he is the superior Hemsworth brother as well. You know, he is, because Liam, well, mm-hmm. good luck, everybody. <laughs> this this I don't I don't know what happened there. I mean, he's not a, none of them are like the other brother whose name I don't remember. None of them are ugly. They're like, they're all good looking white dudes from Australia. So, you know, not now on the other hand, the Skarsgård brothers were not so lucky. Um, so I think the one who was in Thor, I think that's the dad. And then I, th- I don't know. He was the son or the brother of the guy in Thor. I think so. Alexander Skarsgård, he was one of the um, vampires on True Blood, which mm-hmm. he's a superior in that clan. If we're being completely honest, because well, completely honest, he got wow. all the looks. <laughs> like, it's just kind of like, yeah, wow, okay. Especially when he cut his hair short in the show. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, Eric yeah. Northman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just like, why is he so fine? I'm like, this is so. I I was always perplexed. Um, when Sookie picked Bill, and I was like, I feel like there's something. This it couldn't be me. That's what. That's you know. That's the, that the shady. It wouldn't be me because I'd be like knocking Eric's, smashing to smithereens. Whap whap whap. Macaroni in the pot with Eric Northman, not not vampire bills. Like I would rather die. <laughs> and they missed the mark when not bringing in the werewolves. They really did because I'm like one. If you guys have never read the Sookie Stackhouse novels that the mm-hmm. show is loosely, and I'm glad they said loosely because whew, they took a lot of liberty with that um, series. The books are so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, they're superior. Also, in the books, uh, Tara is not supposed to be black. So I'm glad they did make Tara black in the show because Tara's not black in the books. <laughs> I'm glad that she was black on the show. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, and I'm like, I don't know. And in the books, Bill seems a lot sexier than he is on screen. I mean, the guy who plays Bill is not an ugly man. It's just him and Alexander Skarsgård. And I'm like, so it's Alexander Skarsgård and it's not even close. So I don't know how to explain this to y'all without being. Vampire Bill was. (laughs) It's like, eh, Sure. But then um, Jason Stackhouse, um, I feel like he he was the dumb brother, but uh, he's the dumb brother in the book. So it's kind of like, yeah, but also he's extremely fine on the show. He's a little oh, bit, he was. He's a little bit bony <laughs> for my taste, but still a good looking guy. And, Nevertheless. You know, did you know he was Australian? I did. Because, you know, it's kind of like, remember when HBO, they used to have like the um, interviews behind the scenes? I was like, wait. Hold on. What is going on? But also, do you remember um, the movie Dead Silence about the dolls? Dead Silence. So that that movie creeps me the fuck out because I have this very, I don't like, I like horror, but I don't like horror movies with clowns and dolls. It like freaks me out and gives me nightmares. 
girl. So you don't watch it. I, uh, that's the thing. I did watch it, and and I'm terrified of clowns. I'm like clowns are, clowns are evil. Evil. Don't bring clowns to children's parties. What do you know? The original not- it is why I do not like clowns. Really? But I did. It's true. I used to like Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, oh God. That's the movie that freaked me out about Clowns. Oh, man. I love that movie as a kid. But then when I saw it, I said, fuck that. Girl. Girl. So it's so funny when I hear people talk about the movies and they compare it to the miniseries. I was like, well, that was a miniseries. That wasn't a movie. And also the movies are closer to the book because I've read it too. Mm-hmm. So I had read it and went, oh my God, this is so good. So it's a lot of stuff, of course, in the miniseries they left out. So when they mm-hmm. opened up the way that it opened up with Georgie, I was like, I hate to break it to y'all, but that's literally what happened in the book. They fucked Georgie up. It was like, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> just a, like he grabbed and he screamed. No, 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 mm-hmm. no. That is what happened. And what happened with like, the, so it's funny that they added like the gay bashing <laughs> into the movie because I'm like, that's not entirely what happened. But I guess that makes him being down there make sense. Because in the book, it was just kind of like, because what happened to him when it got him and bit him in the in the armpit. That is what happened in the book, but it was kind of like that. It's like Stephen King really didn't. I don't remember him putting him in that situation of he's getting attacked by a group of guys because he's gay. And then he throw him in the river. I'm like, it doesn't feel like that's what happened in the book, but sure. And also this was supposed to be in the 1950s. So there should have been a lot more niggers in the um, movie, but y'all bumped it up to the eighties. So, And there's also um, the little group of boys running a whole train on Beverly. Yeah, that didn't make it into the movie. I didn't think it would. Because <laughs> my mother's a huge Stephen King fan. So she had, huh? read it, she had read it before I did. Like, she read The Shining. I still today, till this day, have not read The Shining. And she's like, that's one of the scariest books I've ever read. And I'm wow. like, but as always with Stephen King stuff, the ending is just like, what the fuck? In his movies and in the books, you're like, what the fuck is this? He can, like, he writes a good book, but the ending always seems to, like, stumble at the finish line. It's like, what what, what are you doing, Stephen? It's the drugs, isn't it? That's fine. Mm. That's fine. It's the drugs. Um, <laughs> it's fine. I'll, I'll just, you know, chalk it up to that. So uh, let's start with, am I the asshole? Um, it typically is always yes, if we're going to be honest. But I picked this one because I think this mm-hmm. one is funny. Um, okay. Funny to a certain extent, but <laughs> funny in a, I got to cry from, from laughing. So am I the asshole for asking my husband to turn down his dream job for my career? Mm. Girl. Okay. I'm going to be vague for privacy reasons. Sorry. I, 33-year-old female, am the breadwinner of our household. I have multiple highly specialized degrees for a niche industry. I make 200K plus with potential to get in the 600 to million dollar range. My my company has not been hit that badly by COVID, so most of us kept our jobs, but we're held to strict standards. My husband, 36, has a broad degree slash work experience. He quit his job right before COVID hit, hoping for a better job in the meantime. That is super white to just quit your job. The fact not have that you one. quit your job. And, and didn't have one lined up. Mm-hmm. Girl. 
and not was supportive. Also, it probably is because your wife makes $200,000, so... We really need to dive into men who talk about um, being the breadwinner, but really how quick they are to fall back into these letting women be breadwinner roles. Yeah, we can. And how easy and comfortable some some of them really get with that shit. But okay, mm-hmm. I'm a digress mm-hmm. because he quit his job. <laughs> and I and was so They had nothing lined up. And I was supportive. I'm like, ah. mm-hmm. he spent a ton of time applying in various jobs and finally landed a interview at Organization X, maybe with the mutants, it sounds like. This is his dream job in almost every imaginable way. I can't be detailed however it's paying around 65k a year Ah! (laughs) which would be fine except this job directly puts my job stability at risk my my see i see i'm wondering where she works i I have ideas but then also like look i don't know she's that niche so that sends me all over the place my company my company and this org are adversarial at best my field Mm. is extremely secretive and if clients discovered my spouse was working for a competitor i would be permanently tainted i wouldn't be able to get a job in the industry forever that's real i know this sounds like an exaggeration but i promise you it absolutely is not it'd be like (laughs) if i worked in protecting the privacy of celebrities and he worked for TMZ. If he tapped my car, That's got right. into my work devices, he could use that to advance his Overheard career. Overheard a conversation. Right. Yeah. Looked in, like they're they're both home, teleworking. She could leave a piece of paper open out and he read it. And, and who's to say he wouldn't go to work? Yeah. And use it to his advantage. So, yeah, I see yeah. that. She, and, she wrong. And so any- far. <laughs> and any trust I have in this field will be gone. Even if I trusted my husband not to do that, my clients and company don't. Worse, because my background is so specialized, this is the only field I can work in. I asked him to drop from consideration for this job since if he got it, we lose my income. 65K a year cannot support us in this city. Wow. Okay. Plus, he does not have to work for this organization. Even if the job market is awful right now, his background gives him access to a wide range of jobs. But I only have this one niche field. He was extremely angry and said I was quote unquote, selfish and only cared about money. I told him that if he wanted to go back to school for an advanced degree or just be unemployed for a while, I would support him, but taking this job is impossible. He continued the process behind my back and got the offer. He wants to accept it because he says his career needs to take priority and that I wasn't being a supportive wife. I feel so betrayed and I've contacted all relevant higher ups in my company to inform them. I notified them as soon as he got the interview because it's better coming from my email than from my background check. I told him he could decline the offer with me watching him physically decline it, or he could accept the offer and move out immediately. I will pay for him to stay two weeks at a hotel and we will begin divorce proceedings. My company is willing to take care of all of my legal fees. Oh my God. I feel fucking awful. I still love him. I moved decisively because this was the best way to cut my losses, but it still hurts. He called me heartless and cold. It's true that I was prioritizing my career over his but it felt like the only option at this time. Listen, sis said that she's going to be lonely in a penthouse and not a motherfucking apartment. So you take that 65K and go on somewhere since you think it's so goddamn important. So, and you know what? It is what it is, girl. Baby. 
But you call your block, honey. <laughs> this is why I like Twitter because they'll always have the updates. So I got a couple updates to this. Mm. We, um, we didn't anticipate. Someone said, nah, it's his dream job and it totally sucks that it'll, it'll mess with your career. How did y'all meet anyway and get married knowing this could be an issue? We didn't anticipate this problem because it was so unlikely for him to enter into this specific organization with such a large variety of jobs he could do with his degree. When I say dream job, it's not like it's always been this specific position at this specific place, but like the way the job is structured, his responsibilities, his coworkers, his benefits, etc. Um, him, okay. You don't trust him not to. You told us that already, so don't backtrack on it. You don't trust your husband, full stop. Mm-hmm. What? I trust him not to do those things. I listed those examples of potential concerns for a client. She ain't trust him not to do that shit. Give me 100. Exactly. (laughs) I need her to stand up in her shit a little bit more harder, but go ahead. I listed those examples of potential concerns for a client such. My she knew that exactly what he the fuck he could do. Okay, cool. Hey, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm sorry. Go ahead. And then first of fuck it all. Uh, <laughs> first the fuck of all. Don't be trying to do me. First of all, bitch. It's like, I, okay. Almost. <laughs> my usage of even if meant that it didn't matter how much I trusted him because my clients and company don't. So this is super oh. weird mm-hmm. to me. Um, no, she's wait. saying if she the asshole. I'm like, so there's nuance to this because so. yeah. one, you're saying dream job. My dream job is to host a show, to have a right. talk show. Right. Um, it sounds like he just got a really when she, I think. Well, she's saying dream job, meaning that this sound, this dream, this job sounds like a dream. Not this is his dream job. I think she used the wrong wording on that because she's backtracking. Like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said dream job. I'm like, yeah, because what you're not, you're not describing a dream job. You're just describing this is a good opportunity, and it sounds like a dream as opposed to my dream job. So, you're if your job seemingly seems to pay the bills. See, that's the thing. Okay, so here, here's the part that the husband did not consider when he decided not to be the breadwinner mm-hmm. for the household. Yes, her job will take precedence over you mm-hmm. because she's the one who sustains you all's life, your lifestyle. And if she's saying like, you know, technically, you don't have to work. You could go somewhere else to avoid this conflict. Or you could be I, unemployed and I could support you. I'm support like, you. girl. <laughs> you're not, so as far as I'm concerned, like, no, you did what you wanted to do, sir. Like, what you didn't anticipate was her company coming through like, hey, sis, like. Um, girl, we got you if you got these legal free. That's so, exactly me, like, you you do. Do, like, we have 10,000. Um, we, we have a whole two, legal team. We have a ten thousand dollar legal stipend that's I mean, available to all employees. Like you have, excuse me, we'll put you on. I mean, we got a whole team on retainer. You know, let us know when you want to schedule them. You can use our counsel, girl. And that's the part right there. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because I'm sitting here like you didn't think all this through. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're not even making half of what she's making now. What if this is Kellyanne Conway? Um, so that's the thing but I don't think it's Kellyanne because this is, what she does is not a niche 
It's not, but it, I think I, I mean I get what niche, you're saying, but it's like it's something that she's she said she'll be vague, and I think she her wording is off on in, in terms of the word niche as well. I think she was using it to be vague because um, if she gave specific detail, people can guess where she works, right, or what she does, and it would be too hard to narrow down like what company she was talking about. And honestly, she probably does work at TMZ. Because I got what she's saying when she gave the example of, like, I work here and then he works for TMZ. It's kind of like you go, yeah, but the thing about it is, it's like, Kellyanne Conway didn't get fired. She quit. She, how she? long has she How long has she worked in that White House and her husband has been in direct opposition of her since she got there? Oh, I was like, how does that work? Because he right, openly calls her boss a buffoon. Right. I'm like, the thing about this, why why wasn't she just fired? Or somebody like it linking that somebody said something to her, like, hey, why is this a problem? So like or better yet just saying, Hey, this is a problem. You need to talk to your husband. Notice that never happened. You don't hear anything talking about we've had a word with Kellyanne Conway and now she's saying I'm leaving in September to focus on my family. Um Right before the the election, he's fine. She's leaving. How very interesting is that? It's like, girl, uh, baby, you're not the asshole. I don't blame you for like putting your damn foot down. Like, okay, this is what you want to do. If that your job, you're calling her selfish, but you're selfishly telling her like, um, I'm taking this job and I don't care if you could lose yours. I'm like, so that's super weird to me. It's like there's a lot of nuance. It's like. Uh, I, I mean, I, I feel like, like if the role's not. I feel I'm leaning towards more like she's not the asshole for this. If no, because this is here's here's the thing. If the roles were reversed mm-hmm. and this were a man talking about his wife doing Correct. this, oh, oh, please, everybody would have been on her ass like on Correct. him like. Oh, Correct. she's selfish. How dare she take that $60,000 job? Right. That's pity. That's she didn't not, need that. Not, you can take care of her. And it's like, there are people right. whose whole households are 65K a year, but we're not going to go there. Because we're talking about a 200K a year household. Right. Where the wife. And you get this quit your job without another job lined, lined up. up? Like, wait a minute. I'm sorry, but you put yourself else. in that position when you quit your job the first time without talk with, without having something lined up. And she sucked it up. She didn't she didn't complain about that shit, which I'm sorry, but I would have flipped my shit if my spouse came in here talking about they quit and didn't have nothing else lined up, whether we could afford the bills or not. Yeah. What gives you the right to make that decision without discussing it with your wife? Right. Right. How dare you? No, you don't do that. And that's the thing about is for me, excuse me, that's why I look at marriage. I I take marriage way too seriously to jump in and out of it. Correct. It's way too much. It's way too much red tape for me to be like, I'm sick of him today. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's way too much. And every um, state is different. And our state is you have to be legally separated a year like before a you year. can even file for divorce. So and like, that's that gray area. I see so many couples getting into. And the truth is they these these married people still be fucking. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. <laughs> They do. They do. Like, they be separated like whole 10 months and month 11 is like, we back together. I'm like, see? Mm-hmm. No court filing mm-hmm. for you. No legal for right. you. I, get, I mean, I get it. I'm like, I, 
I Trust get it. Me. So it's just like, let them come to you once they file that divorce paperwork. That's always been my rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. Like, don't even play with that. When they, if, I mean, if it's all like that and they really want to be with you, then they can, they can, they can tough it out until they sign the paperwork. Mm-hmm. That's what I know. <laughs> show, me, were, show me the court filings on. Show me your case on the docket. Mm-hmm. You're going to court to dissolve your marriage. Don't say I'm getting a divorce. Oh, baby, let mm-hmm. me know when it's on the docket. Yeah, bring me them sign paperwork. Let that, me just show me, show me, show me show that. Me the um, letter receipt. with the case number on it, baby. Mm-hmm. So I can track it mm-hmm. and track updates in the court in the um in the the um stenographer's notes. Right, but they keyed in because maybe you could do that, but. But the truth, but no, for that reason, I feel like he made this decision because it was his wife. Meaning if he were in this position and made that statement, Mm -hmm. he would have been pissed if she didn't listen to him. Correct. And let's let's just call a thing a thing. I think that it's the gender of it all. I think that um, he did it because she's a woman and he felt like he clearly did not respect her. Mm-mm. He didn't respect her enough to talk to her about it. He took the job behind his behind her back, like she said. And I think the flack that she's getting is because people are trying, like they do all women. Do you really have to take it that far? You know what? Yeah, she did. Because she told the motherfucker, don't take the goddamn job. And she's not sacrificing anything for him. Yeah. Yeah. She already had to take care of him. She was already taking care of him. He quit his job without, without having to live with That's a character assessment. Girl. You don't quit your job. I don't give a fuck who you are. What we do? You don't just ever quit your job. Girl, I'm still flabbergasted at him. Like, I'm quitting. And it's before Nothing the COVID. I, I know it's before pandemic and everybody didn't know what was going to go. And also, they probably thought it would be over by now. But, you know, no. Um, so to watch people um, just go, oh, I'm just going to see how it is out there. Well, you have a $200,000 parachute to, to fly on. So I get it. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, oh, I wouldn't be doing shit, but that's just me. I'm like, oh, I'd be, but that's, super, but I wouldn't just quit a job if I didn't have another one lined up. And that's something that responsible. If you still wanted to work, (laughs) not like I'm quitting because I'm like, I need a break from this, but it's like, if you still want to work, it's like, what you're quitting and just seeing what else is out there. Not I'm quitting because I need a mental break. Mm-hmm. That's totally different. It's like, uh, no, you just quit. Like, I'll see what happens. And then the pandemic hit. It's like, baby, you don't have to go back to work. Her job supports you. And you did all that for a job you didn't have to take. Didn't at all. Yeah, and then, yeah says you're not the asshole. Go and find you a nigga who make just as much money as you. And yeah, do do something different, baby. Do something different. All right. So next segment, I love this segment because honestly, I just I just like giving people their flowers because they deserve. So give them their roses. And this is the segment where we literally pick somebody from this week that are still here. Um, <laughs> I, I have to say that because a lot of people are like, oh, I want to honor. I'm like, no, no, people that are still here because a lot of times we definitely flower a lot of graves, but we yeah. don't give people their roses while they're still here. And I'm like, just give people their roses. So the person that I want 
the people, I should say, that I want to give roses to is the cast of Black Panther. Yeah. Because essentially all of their statements about Chadwick Boseman have been lovely. I liked Denai Guerreras. I liked Angela Bassett's. Mm. Um, I haven't really seen anything from Lupita, but I think she's in pain. I think she is too, because it took Michael, it took Michael B. Jordan a minute too. I loved um, Letitia Wright's uh, video. It was mm. beautiful. The song is beautiful. It's just a beautiful piece of art for a person that seemed to be a very beautiful and nice person. Um, I think for Lupita, I think her relationship with Chad is probably with Chadwick was probably different than everybody else's. But what got me was when they were doing like, I think they did like a tribute after they showed Black Panther on ABC the Sunday after he passed. And it got me that Michael B. Jordan said, I've known him since I was 17. And I was like, how old is Michael B. Jordan? Cause I know he's over 30. Mm, yeah. So he's known him for like half his, he knew him for half his life. So mm. it's just kind of like, that is just a lot. Oh, and Winston Duke said something as well. Um, so to watch a lot of the principal cast just write these beautiful um, messages and essentially drown out Ghost from speaking. It's like, nigga, if you don't go, if you don't go suck some penis and leave us alone. It's like, what? Hey. That, that didn't even make any sense. I'm like, bruh. Bruh, it's something wrong with him. I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? So it's kind of like, I don't, I think, what's her name? Um, Elizabeth Olsen, who plays Scarlet Witch, I think she got bullied <sighs> off of social media because she didn't give like an instant thing. And I'm sitting here like, <laughs> what are y'all doing? I'm sorry, but um, I was like, why y'all? It's like, okay. I, I know they, that was funny, but go ahead. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, did she? Well, wow, did she know he was deceased? Um, the thing about it is, I was like, does she really? I'm like, I know they, she was in the Avengers together, but I'm trying to think. Did she know I, him? I also, were they in any scenes together? I don't remember. It was kind of like, it's kind of like when you think about um, Marvel, you think of the big three, like um, the gods of Olympus. That's the Chris Evans, it's Chris Hemsworth, and it's Robert Downey Jr. And all three of them immediately said something. So it was kind of like we left them alone. But randomly, of all people, Elizabeth Olsen. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like, but everybody else did say something. And I'm sitting here like, I, I don't understand. I'm like, I, all right. But I, what was she I don't supposed know. to do? She didn't really know him. I think, what's her name? She plays, not, um, Captain Marvel. Oh, uh, uh, her, Brie Larson. Yeah, she said something. I think for the most part, everybody in the Avengers said something. It's super weird to say that. Um, yeah, oh, and she, oh, I'm sorry. And I know he is in principal cast, but Sterling K. Brown. Um, mm. So it's kind of like, I, I'm like, I ain't even going to hold y'all. But I was paying attention mostly to the, for me, the statements that rang, that rang the loudest to me were from Black Hollywood. Right. And black actors, they for me the ones that stand it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, you and heard that a honestly, bad word. 
That's not going to lie. Not going to lie. That's who I was really paying attention to. I yeah. Wasn't it was just kind of like you knew. Like, I mean, big, I, if she made a comment, three. I might have cussed out for making a comment. It was kind of like, I, I, I don't was. know. But it's like the big three know. said something. I was good. I mean, even Mark, it's like, it's not like I was like looking yeah, the, 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 the They major just came people. out. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, they oh, okay. But also, too, I think a lot of people had to grasp with deal with the fact like, damn, that motherfucker didn't trust me. I ain't know. <laughs> it was just like when that guy who's in the fly. I haven't watched the Fly Blood yet. Oh, yeah. Um, I have a I have a thing about war movies. I don't know what it is. I'm like I got to be in the mood. Was, was good. He was. That's good what I heard. It. That's what I heard. It was really good. But I like, liked it. But um, I liked it. It, it. Now it was a typical Spike Lee movie. Yes, it could have um ended. And we could take that for what everybody. It's like that's probably what how I feel about um that. that <gasps> Clan man movie that I can't think of. I didn't watch Klansman. it. I didn't watch it. Girl, I went to see that on my birthday because remember it came out in August. So I mm. went on my birthday to go see Black Klansman at like ten o'clock at night. Not a bad movie. It's kind of like I was like, when's the last time I watched a Spike Lee movie? I'm sitting here like, when's the last Spike? I w- when it ended, I was like, what's the last Spike Lee movie I watched? What is the last Spike? Lee? I was, I, like I, I couldn't like. Couldn't think about it. I'm was like, it Inside know. Man? I don't think I've ever seen Inside Man. That's one thing. I was I literally it. thinking of like a Spike Lee movie that I've seen. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to go look at his IMDb to be like, when's the last one besides Black Klansman? But also in the movie theater. I think that was the thing I was focusing on, like in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And, like the cloud is kept, it probably was Malcolm X. I've I've seen mm-hmm. like Spike Lee movies in between them, but like in the actual theater, it may be Malcolm X. Malcolm X, my nigga. That right. is like right. Think about that. Okay. And it's just like it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's just like I just I'm talking I... about in because I was I'm literally focusing on in the movie theater. <laughs> like I'm like I'm going out of my way to go see a Spike Lee movie, and he don't make bad. I'm like. He makes his movies. I wouldn't say good or bad. It's just his movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> he does. He he. That's so funny. And like I wouldn't say good or bad. I'm like I don't think he makes bad movies. It's just in his vision, and it's like, yeah, I can tell this is a Spike Lee movie. It's like so everybody knows the running joke of this is definitely a Spike Lee joint. We get it. <laughs> like yeah, is their signature. In nature, like there are certain things that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, certain imagery you're definitely going to see, and you're like, you will deal. You'll see this mm-hmm. imagery, and you will deal. But you know, shout out to the cast of Black Panther. When I think Angela Bassett said um, they were at the premiere of Black Panther when Chadwick told her that when you came to Howard, I was a student escort for you. And I'm like, wait a minute, y'all shot the whole movie. Y'all did all this press for the movie and he didn't even say anything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, huh. <laughs> like, how how interesting. <laughs> that, but that's, that's, that's something Black people do. That's, that's that old... Chadwick was raised, I think, by his elders. Yeah, oh, and, he's, and he's from South Carolina. So right, because like that's, you don't tell people your business. Mm-mm. And that's something like my dad did not tell people his business. <laughs> that, that, but that's something that, yeah, that, that's black culture right there. That says a lot. That says mm-hmm. a lot. 
that yeah. and he he showed up to do his job and i feel like he yeah. lived his life on purpose and with so, it was beautiful to know that the quality of his work mm-hmm. is really what, what what struck me and um <clears throat> i was sad i was very sad i cried saturday morning after i was just like wow he really wow he's really not here and and it's and i get this is coming from a good place y'all i really do but please stop doing that whole y'all gotta make sure y'all get y'all colons checked and y'all gotta get checked out guys the screening for colon cancer doesn't happen until you're 45 he got diagnosed when he was 39 they wouldn't have caught this anyway what do y'all it's like please stop don't please don't do this to people who are like 42 you need to go get checked out it's like um they don't even screen you literally have to have somebody in your direct family to that has it for them to like go past oh well you're younger than 45 so let's do it that's why i got a mammogram at 37 yeah because i had breast cancer in my family because believe me when i went there the woman looked at me like wait you're how old why are you here because it runs in my family so (laughs) i'm not gonna wait she was just like oh because remember they don't do doing mammograms to like 40 yeah so it's kind of like when she saw me she was just like do you i mean because then when i told her about the person in my family when they got diagnosed and she was like still though because i mean the person in my family they were in their 80s this isn't like they like were battling it for years it was like she was in her 80s. So then she still was like, I mean, she's like, I'm not, one, she wasn't stopping me from doing it. She was just like, oh, okay. Listen. So even then, it's like, if you don't fight for it, because if I just go, oh, well, then I'll just cancel this and leave. It's like, no, you have to fight for that if you're not within the age range of the screening. So telling people like, see, Chadwick died at 43. Y'all need to go get checked. You Do you know the screenings don't start until 45? So how did they catch this? I am, that's none of my business. But mm-hmm. he got diagnosed at 39 and it was stage three. Wow. So wow. it's kind of like, guys, it's like the screenings for some of these, especially for a lot of these cancer screenings, they do it for certain ages. You know what they're going to start doing? They're going to start doing it younger. Like, well, that and because of, and then here's the thing. Sorry. No fun. Okay, no, because I was, uh, this, um, I think this is uh, cherry, is this cherry cola or cherry cookies? I have a cherry strain and it is absolutely delicious, just FYI. Again, so. hashtag I ain't editing shit. Ow, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was. I remember uh, there was an article not too long ago, and it was talking about how <clears throat> they're just starting to um, develop the information around certain uh, diseases that appear on the skin. Mm-hmm. When you look in the book, they don't know. They don't have anything documented for for black skin. So usually, by the time it's found in African Americans or Latinas, it's 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 far gone. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that are just not updated, like flesh tone. There yeah. should never be when someone says flesh tone, a variety should pop up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, like even we were talking about tights today and I realized like when you look on your tight packaging, um, shout out to Leslie from Geeky Black Girl Guide. She, um, mentioned, she was like, yeah, you know, like they think everyone of a certain weight is like five, nine. And I'm like, yeah, they're not right. Like when they, when you go, like when you buy your stockings, you know, normally you go by weight in height, but then mm-hmm. you realize like, okay, with my height, like it's still too small. So when I go by weight and it's like, oh, it's too big. Right. And I was wondering, and, and, I, and she was right. I was, I, I stay having her sometimes depending on the type of pantyhose. I, I pull them suckers all the way up to my titty. Right. <laughs> it don't, it never fails. Never. Never failed, and I didn't realize it until she mentioned it today. Like, yeah, like if because I'm over 150 pounds, when I go by the chart on the back of my um pantyhose thing, I, I, they're saying I should be five nine. Like, hmm. <laughs> like, what? So yeah, like there's just a lot of things. Like, not only should it be done sooner, mm-hmm. but we need to start taking way more consideration about environmental factors. Um, even though people are living longer, we're starting to see people developing more um, quote unquote mental illnesses. And then I was reading another articles where they were saying like, they don't really with mental illness isn't where certain things aren't necessarily mental illness, but yeah. people's reaction to adversity, which I kind of, they were like, not necessarily chemical. And I was like, and then when they said specifically depression and anxiety, I was like, wait a minute adversity and i was like i don't know but you know i i was like you know as long as they're not trying to say because you know people already say like depression is you know you're feeling sorry for yourself you want you know you want attention and things like that so there's already that kind of like connotation associated around it because really when depression is just like it's so debilitating yeah it is it's so like, oh baby, it's like debilitation, there's so many honestly. people that can tell you with depression, they'll go, baby, it's not that we want, we don't want any attention. No, we don't, don't want it at all. I just want to feel better. Like, I, I just want to feel, feel I'm, like, like I'm not it. asking for depression. That's like, that's why you see a lot of people with depression just kind of like closing in and just go, like, I'm going to just disappear for a little while because I need to figure out my feelings and I don't know what they are right now. And, and even having high functioning. Mm-hmm. You know, like that is that's a lot too. But one of the things that struck me about the article, and then I really appreciate it, is they were saying certain things, like when they talked about it, ADHD. Mm-hmm. They wanted to put me on Ritalin when I was little, mm. and I had because I was considered hyperactive. Um. But the thing for me, what I learned wasn't until I started doing uh, elementary school and and just kind of studying education in general, was that I started school in Montessori. Hmm. And Montessori is very self-driven and it it, it, it instills independence and cognitive skills and it's very student-led so if i wanted to work in one they had everything set up in center so i went to each center to play when i felt like it but each center the way it was designed i was learning Mm, but i didn't realize it so when i got to elementary school i was considered smart but sitting still was not something no Mm -mm. 
Mm. I'm not sitting still. I'm talking to other people. I'm not necessarily focused because what the teacher is explaining, I've already grasped it or I grasped it and I wasn't interested. I want to do, I'd rather do something else. So I, I daydreamed a lot. I did, you know, and a lot of those, those behaviors that they subscribe to ADHD and ADD, they were saying could potentially be results of antiquated societal norms. Meaning mm, okay. it's not necessarily reasonable to sit in a classroom. Like that's just not, is across the board, that's not going to work for everybody. Everybody can't sit in the class. So that's how we get labeled. And now we have these diseases. You know, everybody's all saying like, we have all of a sudden, we have all these diseases and stuff and we never had that before. It's like, yeah, society needs to change a lot. Yeah. It's not caught up to where we are now. There's no reason for us not to have universal health care. We have Wi-Fi. We have this, we have that. We're not, we're not functioning as a healthy society. And so I think what they were trying to say was contributing a lot of behavioral um, issues that people have, you know, a difficulty managing is attributed to these things. And I'm like, duh. But I'm not an expert, so I don't want to say, like, you know, I believe that, that, yes, for some people, some of these things, I don't want to talk about anybody else. I only know myself. Right. And yeah, so if, if, you, if you have a chemical imbalance, I do not want to speak about your, what, about your diagnosis. I can only talk about myself. Right. But I do know that, yes, I felt that there were times that I would have, like, I felt like with the, the pandemic, why I have been doing so well is because this is kind of what I needed all along. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to commute. I needed to just be at home yeah. <laughs> and handle my business. And now that I am, I'm way more productive at work mm. around the house. Okay. Way more. There's a listen, shoot. I'm like, I go back to and I and I talked to my job about this and I put it out there like just off the strength that you know I'm a caregiver and a parent. I won't be back there till after January one. Don't look for me. Please don't. And so far, you know, it um it definitely, yes, it's working. Mm. Because thank God, as much as I as I discuss white folk, thank God some of these white people are really just like they get it. There are some white people in leadership who are terrified and don't know what the fuck to do. And so they're not putting their people over a barrel. But one thing I will say, they're not speaking up either. Mm. And that's the sad part. Like if you're in a position to do well by your workforce and it not be a negative impact to you politically or economically, then they're going to do it. Mm. But there are a lot of businesses taking this risk, this gamble because they have to be loyal to, you know, a political system or, you know, and and it's sad that it's it's boiled down to this. Like this is what society's boiled down. Like everybody's pick sides. And operating out of their best interests. Oh my goodness. Do you have anybody that you want to give your roses to this week? Hmm. 
Who do I want to give my roses to this week? Who did you give your roses to? I gave it to the cast of Black Panther. Oh, 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 oh. Um, I would like to give my roses to Cameron Giles. Hmm. Okay. You know him as Cam Cameron, formerly of Dipset. <clears throat> but Cam is I just and I was so late and I was mad because I I, I had the program in 2018. He dropped Purple Haze 2 in 2019 and I was late to the party. And I was just like, damn, like I'm slipping and shit. But I was listening to Purple Haze 2. And I was like, really through 03 to 05. I was a motherfucking diplomat. And you couldn't tell me shit. Wow. I was a whole ass diplomat. I didn't know Cameron. I didn't know that was his name. Oh, yeah. I love him. He is a messy mother. He's messy as hell. He is. He's horrible in a lot of ways. (laughs) Oh, he definitely is because he on my shit list because of Megan. So that's fine. Oh, oh, yeah. It's a couple times. And I follow him on Instagram and I just be telling him, like, look, my nigga, like, cut it out. I just say it. Don't nobody, you know, really come at me all crazy and stuff when I be saying it. They let me get my shit off, but and I appreciate it. I know he don't care. So he's never going to respond to me. I'm nobody. Right. But it is, it is, you know, but still, like, he's a rapping ass nigga that I um, want to give my roses to because when, it, when we talk about um, rappers and stuff, he's been consistent and um, that nigga entertains me. As lyrically, he does. Well, we all have our problematic faves. I get it. I have a lot of problematic faves, but I, and I understand. But that's the thing. And you know what's funny? It's because of the genre of music you enjoy. It's like there's no way yeah. to not have problematic faves if you like hip hop. There's no way. Listen, it's not possible. I'm like, I don't, unless you don't, the only way you don't is if you believe everything they say. So it's kind of, or you are ascribed to their ideals then you don't see it as problematic but if you don't you're like well he my pro i gotta put him in the problematic fave bucket yeah just like when they were talking about a um they were talking about a versus for ti and 50 cent oh have mercy and i'm like you know you listen now let me tell you something you can't T.I. was king of the, it, T.I. was the king of the South. I don't even know what nobody said. No one was a bigger T.I. fan than me. I was T.I. Hive before mm-hmm. before we had a hive. Yeah. So <laughs> I did bids with that nigga Clifford, okay? Okay. That is definitely the name of the show, T.I. Hive. <laughs> no, Clifford Hive. Clifford Hive. Clifford Hive. That was me. I was there since I'm serious, okay? I was there with trap music, urban legend. Before he did T.I. versus T.I.P., I was on it. Oh, my God. Did you see that 50 was like, why am I not in the trap museum? And I'm like, I feel like that's something. Because you're not a trapper, nigga. I was like, isn't it like first you have to do trap music? I'm like, how about 50? Let me tell you something about Curtis. You know what? Here's Man, that thing. should be the show. That's the show we need. Curtis versus Clifford. Because <laughs> T.I. would mop the floor with 50 Cent. And it wouldn't even be funny. 
And that's the thing, y'all. You can we Ti is problematic. Yes, he does talk like a a thesaurus on boat, but goddamn it, that nigga got at least eight albums mm. of bangers. <laughs> like, and that's a fact. Swizzy, Manny Fresh, Toomp, Pia Squad, DJ Get. He's worked with them all. He's rocked them all. That nigga got bops. 50 has Get Rich or Die Trying. Now, you can pull that shit with Ja Rule. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can talk that shit to Ja Rule all goddamn day. Correct. But that's where it is because Quiet is kept. Cameron ended 50's career. Because mm. 50 was trying to bully everybody. Then he stepped to Cameron, a real life ignorant nigga. And he said, let me tell you something, Curtis. Curtis. And Everest. Not Curtis, child. He did 50 like he did Bill O'Reilly. This is why Cameron's getting his flowers. Like, when you go back, like, it, it was funny. He was rapping on his album talking about when he saw Suge Knight and Suge Knight walked up on talking about he owed him money. And he looked at him like, nigga, say who? <laughs> and Suge was like me. He was like, so what the fuck? So, uh, well, I say we don't. So what the fuck we doing? Oh, Lord Hammer. <laughs> uh, and that's what I'm talking about. That's why I'm giving him his flowers. Okay. And nigga, don't flinch. Oh, well. Listen, and sometimes that's just how it be. Niggas like Suge Knight, they just rolling up on you just to test you to see if they're going to fuck with you. They probably ain't even want nothing for real. They just wanted to see. And then you handed over your shit to them because you saw some scary shit. I mean, maybe he said my office hours are from nine to five. Listen, Cameron said, I don't give a fuck. He's fine. <laughs> I'm not he not bird in the midnight falcons. You ain't hanging me off no damn ledge thinking I'ma just bitch Listen, up. Okay. Cameron's the type of nigga that says we're gonna do what we gotta do, and that's why he's getting his flowers from me this week. Hey, and I, I respect your gangster. All right, low key. Let's start low key. Hello. Let's start with one of my favorite Brits, and I have a short-ish list. But first up, John Boyega shuts down Michael Rappaport for saying he should be grateful for Star Wars. Now, let me tell you something. Michael Rappaport is a Caillou-looking-ass, crusty, scab-face-ass, nasty, sweat-from-a-monkey's-balls-ass... <laughs> Ingrown hair on your asshole ass bitch. So fuck him. When I see, here's the deal with my you know, and you know how I feel about Caillou. I know how you feel about Caillou. I think Caillou might be a better person than Michael Rappaport. That's because you were like that. Because you were in the fuck fuck Caillou hive. I'm like, I didn't. I I was like, but Caillou. I was like, what happened here? I was like, wait. You're being like the Caillou. attitude? I'm like, wait, I'm Caillou. I will win me on Caillou. When I see Caillou, it's on site. <laughs> oh, bald head bass. Fuck Caillou. So for everybody who doesn't know, not about Cook's Caillou hate. Excuse me. Oh my God, that's the show title. Cook's Caillou hate. This is why that's like the third time. <laughs> Stick in there. Um, <laughs> but for everybody who doesn't know, ever since Star Wars has, and you are so silly, ever since Star Wars has ended, John Boyega has gone Dracarys when it comes to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And we have loved it because for the past, oh, I don't know, what, five years? He is sick of that he whole He has been base. dealing with having to deal with the fandom, the same fandom that 
bullied Daisy, who played Ray. She went away for a while. Bullied Kelly Tran mercilessly so much so I think she finally came back. But she was gone because it went from just not her being a woman, but also that she was Asian. Asian. So it was yeah, like, that, I didn't like it, that. It, it was like, this is just gross. And of course, everything that happened with John Boyega. Because for a lot of people, I think they forget that the first movie was marketed marketed in a way that we should be celebrating the first, this black stormtrooper. When his story is not the story for this franchise, but that's how y'all there. got people in. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we got a black person, we got a black stormtrooper, and this is that. But then you get to the movie, it's like, so it's not really about him. <laughs> that whole series is not about him. And then in the last movie, you barely saw his ass. And I'm like, there's something going on. And then, but you also had like this big redemption arc for Adam Driver's character, Kylo Ren. All of a sudden, he got this big redemption arc, and it was like. It wasn't as authentic as uh, oh, Darth Vader's. Mm-hmm. It's like, even though that still was like in the last movie of the trilogy as well, but that's not the point. It's kind of like the first trilogy was about showing how he got to be Darth Vader. And then in the third one, it's like, oh my God, Darth Vader actually should be a good guy. And then it becomes something different. So everybody who's a Star Wars fan, they have their big gripes about Star Wars. I don't... I just enjoy it. It's a galaxy far, far away, but I am not stupid and I am not going to act like they didn't market this like, oh my God, we got a black stone trooper. Y'all should come in here. We're accepting. And that's what happened. And then that's not how it went. So John Boyega said this in a British GQ article. Um, he showed it with his he, whole chest. He said it with his whole chest. Cause one, one thing it, it wasn't, it wasn't wrong because he had a point. It's like, that's right, because that is how they marketed. That was the big story. Not that Ray was gonna be the female Jedi and she's maybe related to a star Skywalker, but she's really not. Um <laughs> it was kind of like, uh, this is like I, I don't understand how y'all y'all were all over the place with this. Um, not that I didn't enjoy the movies because I did. Um, but still, I I, I see y'all. So This is the quote from the article. You get yourself involved in projects and you're not necessarily going to like everything. But what I was, I would say to Disney is do not bring out a black character, market them to be much more important in the franchise than you are, and then have them push to the side. It's not good. I'll say it straight up. Like you guys know what to do with Daisy Ridley. You knew what to do with Adam Driver. You knew what to do with these other people. But when it came to Kelly Marie Tran, when it came to John Boyega, you know, fuck all. So what, do you want me to say what they want me want you to say is I enjoyed being a part of it. It was a great experience that, that, that no, no, no. I'll take that deal when it's a great experience. So that is like, he's not lying. So here comes, yeah. here comes Remy putting in his two cents going. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I will shade it. Y'all I have been off. I have been off Michael Rappaport for a long time. Everybody who knows me, you probably know that I'm a big Bravo fan. Mm-hmm. Anytime that cum stain is on Watch What Happens Live, I'm like, yeah, ah! I am definitely not why I don't. And it and it sucks when it's like he is he's paired stain. off with somebody that I like, and I'm like, I he don't want to like... watch this. I fucking hate him because I now when Cap looks going, like a pimple scab, he does. He looks like a picked pimple. Yep. He so remember when. Caps first started his protest that he didn't tell y'all about. Y'all found out and ran with it. And he told y'all once what it was about, but, you know, whatever. 
he was one of the first people who said, no, why are you kneeling, son? Get up. Because it, it was around 9-11, I think. He was acting all crazy. So he said that, you know, fast forward to when Trump's in office, all of a sudden he was like, yeah, that's right, Cap. We love you. And we always, time out, homie. Mm-hmm. Time out. You were the first one to tell him he was wrong. I know y'all fucking lying. And then be like, see, yep. Michael Rappaport about it. He was one of the first ones to tell him to get his ass up and stand up. What you doing? Michael Rappaport tore his ass with me to no end when he tried to say Janet Jackson was washed up. Like, bitch, oh! she's Janet Jackson. Jackson. It's like, um, the, she's, she's gonna die, Janet Jackson. Hello? Janet Demita Joe Jackson. And, and it will be more important and more significant than you will ever be. You are still Remy, sir. He's, he's, he's come for several black women. He's he always come for comments. black women. Right. And then had the nerve on his ugly ass show that I like everybody on the show, but his ugly ass, um, atypical, going to try to date a black woman. So oh, he, apparently he dates no. a black woman in real life. It's like, I keep no. hearing about atypical. I still haven't seen it. I'm like, I refuse. Mm-mm. Doug, why? Because he's on it. I'm not doing it. I know. And that's the thing. When he was on it, when it, with the first season came out, he had kind of chilled out. I was like, I don't like him. But he had chilled out. But then when he really said what he, you know, was when he really got into his little Janet bag and shit, that's when I was like, this is hard for me to watch. And I suffered through it because I like the other characters mm. and what they're going I mean, it's about his son and his daughter and what they're going through and what they're experiencing. And then his wife. I'm glad he got cheated on in the show. Um, I mean... Oh, I'm sorry. Was that a spoiler? Oh, no, it's not. No, I'm, I have never, I really, when I'm saying I haven't seen them, okay. so I'm being dead serious. I've never seen them. Okay. Like, yeah. So like, I'm sorry if anybody wants to watch it, but I, I hate watched it, but I may, I'm getting to the point now where if, if I don't like you, I just, I'm not fucking with none of your shit. And I, and I see that becoming way more apparent as we move forward. Um, but sorry, I digress because we got to get through this. But he's a puss sack. He's a puss filled bitch. I don't like him. I don't like Agreed. him. Agreed. So like this him. is what Remy had to say. He decided to step into the chat. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Him. I'm my mouth. Right. You're fine. Yo, my man. You know he had to say yo. Yo, my man. You should have done so much in such a You have done so much in such a short period of time. Congrats. But you mm. ain't the first actor to have an unnuant new unnuanced character in a star wars movie hashtag benicio del toro welcome to show business shit doesn't always go your way to which john Boyega said did you read the article thanks for your additional name to my list though yeah i read the article that's why i tweeted you it's show business things don't always work out the way you plan happens to all of us again be grateful for all you've done so far which is not the fuck up then tons of great actors of all races who also had roles cut down and will continue to do. I hate no. when they say you he's, he literally just here. said no, thanks though. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so here's the deal about him doing this weird thing. Um, him bringing up Benicio Del Toro is very interesting because mm-hmm. he's not wrong. However, the movie wasn't marketed around his ass. It wasn't. It's not marketed around him, and that's exactly what they he did. He was in the promo. He was in the promo for the for the real for, for the damn movie. For the first to get people back in, they're like, no, no, because that's one thing about a lot of these big franchises that we bring back. People don't realize they're extremely white. Not saying we didn't enjoy them. It's just that 
we also said, hey, it's like 2016. I'm pretty sure you can find some black people in a galaxy far, far away. It's not just Billy D. Williams. And then it's not just, it's overwhelmingly Or the voice of James Earl Jones. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, because it's like behind the scenes, white. Mm -hmm. Who put on the movie, white. Mm -hmm. Post-production, white. Right. So that's the thing. He's not wrong. He was the, he, it really should have been Daisy, but it wasn't. It's like Mm -hmm. in the beginning, she got more hate because they're like, why y'all trying to woman up our star Wars? Cause she left. She was like, yeah, I don't need social media is not the end on be all for me. I am gone. So she left social media because I know it was bad. I don't want to say it's worse, but it was just bad. You know, so it's kind of like he's not wrong. And here go Remy inserting himself. It's bad for everybody. Yes, please tell me about the film, the the film trilogy that was marketed around your character. I will wait until Jesus comes back. You still want? He'll be walking like, come on, we gotta go. But I'm waiting for Michael to show me. This is over. Get up to heaven. We gotta go. He's already never gonna said, break. He was like, he did it. He was grateful and everything, but you know, that's not what back, he said. It's like that's not what right. It's like he didn't say I wasn't grateful. It's just that, baby, I see the bag. I see the I see the bag. Yeah, he was like, you did that. And he was like, and y'all, I mean, and the truth is, you weren't the ones who had to live with the the abuse behind it. Because that Kelly Marie Tran thing really was just like that is scary as fuck. Because they were like nasty like they found her address and my thing was how many people from that cast stepped up and was like i'm disgusted i'm ashamed to be a part of us of of i'm ashamed to be a part of something that this is the type of people that we're he's the only person that has said something and nobody else did it's kind of like exactly. what happened with Leslie Jones and Ghostbusters for some odd mm-hmm. reason. All the hate came to her and she was like... Nobody so, had nothing to say. Except for, I think it was the, the director. It was, I think it was one person from the cast. I think it was Melissa McCarthy and it was the director. Mm-hmm. They were the only people who said something. But for the most part, it's like they were allowed to cook. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you hate this. And, you know, I'm one of those people who didn't necessarily hate that film. I actually kind of thought it was kind of cute. I'm glad it wasn't a, a just a reboot of the 1980s movie and just making them female characters. I'm like, I'm so glad. That was like, I don't want that. That's not what I want. I don't know why y'all thought that's what it was going to be. And it totally wasn't. And to see basically all of the original cast, Sans, Harold Ramis, and that's because he's not, he's no longer here. All the other cast was on board for this movie. All of them. Not one of them said, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be involved. All of them. Yeah. And it was like, y'all still were like, no, fuck it. It was like, what? I think with the Ghostbuster thing, it seemed like a lot of, um, it seemed like a lot of the the hate towards them, it was misogynistic and it was led by Bill Murray. But I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. And mind you, he was still in the goddamn movie. And so, but she, but for some reason, Leslie Jones got, because she left. They doxed her. They found her, like, 
new photos and put them online. It was just like, it was so, they fixated only on Leslie. Y'all didn't come after Melissa. Y'all didn't come after, they're all from SNL. What the fuck? Why can't I remember this girl's, um, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, who I love, and I'm like, why am I blanking on her name? And also, wow, I'm usually better at this. Totally Kristen Wiig? Kristen Wiig, thank you. So mm-hmm. y'all didn't come after those three mm-hmm. at all. And y'all damn sure didn't come after Crimson Hemsworth either. You own, They only came after Leslie Jones. And that's what happened with Kelly Marie Tran, because it's like they stopped with Daisy. Then all of a sudden they're like, we have a new target. We're going after this little Asian girl in this movie. Right. And it was like, it didn't even make sense to me why y'all were coming after her. And it was like, okay, you're just being trash. But yeah, Remy can like literally go back up to that tall built, that tall tower and sit there with your beanie and shut the fuck up. It's like, Michael Rapport, you don't, we don't care. And one, you don't understand what it's like to be a black actor in Hollywood. You barely know how to be, you barely understand how to be an actor in Hollywood, period. But for you to actually part your lift and say you should just be grateful, um, you could <laughs> you could go to hell. How about that? Mm-hmm. Would you let them do you that way? Exactly. And you know you wouldn't. You would have said something. I'm like, it's like, just don't get mad at him because he recognized the gag. Listen, um, he can kiss my ass. So speaking of gag, because... Wow. So I don't know if everybody, you guys have probably saw it on social media where a landlord was taking videos and crying on camera because a um, renter was behind on rent and they asked him to move out and he was showing his destroyed apartment. You know, let me tell you how. mm -hmm, Go ahead. mm -hmm. So it was like windows and people, he was crying on camera. Like, I can't believe I'm trying to be good. And y'all did this like me. So it caused, of course, you know, in black Twitter, it caused hashtag the great debate um, about who's wrong in this situation. And also brought up what about homeowners insurance? I'm like, yeah, I'm a renter. I can't rent an apartment without having renter's insurance. So how are you subletting a house and doing rent? If you don't have an insurance on this building. See. So when he was doing the videos, I was very confused by, I saw the, I was like, so we're not going to say, so she did all this to the apartment because you asked her to move out. Mm-hmm. Apparently then he was saying, I didn't even say nothing when y'all was selling drugs in here. Time out, homie. You own mm-hmm. the building. That's not how this works. Where are you getting this from? I'm like, okay, I think he's saying too much. So then this popped, this happened last week. You know, everybody had their their thoughts. I'm like, my only thought was, so I don't see how you can have homeowners insurance. I'm a renter. I can't not have renter's insurance. So how could you not have homeowners insurance? If you don't like, have homeowners insurance, you playing yourself. Right. I was kind of like, you. how do you I mean, know? Yeah, some people have PMI. Um, that's like, that's not homeowner insurance. I'm sorry. Homeowner insurance is when you go buy a policy. Like, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember if it's mandatory. <laughs> it just, I can't remember. I All I know I is know. as a former homeowner. That you had um, homeowner's insurance, right? I should sure Especially did. if somebody else farmers. is going to be living in the home. How could you not? You're mm-hmm. not there. So it's like so if you're as actually a former rented- landlord mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw that video, I never gave it any credence. I never even paid any attention to it because deep down in my in my spirit, I knew it was bullshit. And mm. I, because here's the thing: when I was looking for a house, yes, 
I would walk into a house like that if it was a foreclosure. Mm. Now, okay. people do stuff like that for foreclosures all the time, right? Uh-huh. But if you had a tenant and they did your shit like that, nah, that that was nah. It did it just didn't make sense. Like I was just looking at it, but like, but why would they do that to you? Why? That's like, why? If anything, like, yeah, leave debris. Or I was like, nah, I said, oh, like some squatters came in there and, you know, fucked it up. I was like, that's what that looked like. Like, but that just, it just, it just didn't really register with me that it was what he was saying. That and too, I have to say, I don't feel sorry for landlords in this pandemic. I don't feel sorry the for other them. Part. I don't like- feel sorry for them because they could have, like other small businesses, they could have used their status and influence as the wealthy to petition Congress to give them rent relief. So their tenants rent and stay. mortgage. A lot of the countries that shut down, that was mm-hmm. part of it. They had mortgage and rent relief, not right. deferment. Like it just right. stopped. Like right. you don't have to make, you don't have to pay this money back. It's like, it's just stopping exactly. until we get this under control. Right. And so with the United States, we have more than enough money where we could have gave these small businesses money through the PPE program. Right. It's kind of like, um, we could have gave them that money, of, the PPE what program. What kind of superpower are we if we can't mm-hmm. shut down? Exactly. Like we could have gave them money. So I everybody we stayed home. I'm like, nobody had to worry about paying rent. Exactly. Nobody had to worry about how they were going to pay mm-hmm. their bills. All that money that you gave to Ruth Chris and all these up to them colleges, Harvard, all these. And now we figuring out what people oh, got their money from and where it went. And y'all bringing these kids back on these college campuses and shutting down after three days because hello, all this waste, <laughs> fraud and abuse. It's like, girl. No, you greedy fucking landlords. Y'all could have said no. Pay us government people. Pay us government because you we're tax people. Government. We're business people. Y'all could have appealed to Jared Kushner. He's one of you and shit. He's a slumlord. Mm-hmm. Y'all could have got some money for that, but instead, now you're now you out here fucking with people. Right. Because he's not the only landlord to do some shit like this. One landlord went and he just walked into his place with his family, like, all right, y'all gotta go. Because it was a pandemic and it was like, wait a minute, not only are you subletting this house, you're renting it out by the room. Shut Oh my God. So well, you're charging people eighteen hundred for a room in a, a house. Room. In a girl. Oh fuck out of here. Somewhere along those lines. So, but the point was it's like now you're trying to ev- illegally evict these people in a mm-hmm. pandemic. And what happens? They call the police. And then what do the police do? Well, I mean, you guys can try to live together. <laughs> like, right. Again, They're like, we're just why we, our job. And I'm like, mm. this is why we need to defund them because they're not the right people to call in this shit. If we had enough money for social workers or someone else, <clears throat> advocates or whatever, judicial, something. Right. Anybody something. but the police. Why do we need people with guns and handcuffs here? Like, uh, child. Okay, so... <laughs> The person that th- was the subject of this video that he, I don't think he ever Black said her name. Lady. Her name is Nicole. Oh, she and had receipts. She has receipts, but she also oh, has a GoFundMe. The goal was for 15000 As of right now, she has $17,905. So Good. this is the caption on her GoFundMe. Hi, everyone. I am Nicole. Never in a million years would I have ever imagined being in the biggest scam my small town would ever witness go viral, all while making me out to look horrible when truth of the matter is, everyone knows how Alan White, a.k.a. Timmy James, is. 
I was such a fool to believe that he would never do me as I have heard about him doing others. I made sure rent was paid on time and I made sure I kept the house up and more. The things he stated about me to make his scam go, go so hard was very degrading, hurtful, and untrue. A few days ago, he decided to make me out to be one of his many victims. He did his usual evilness after I moved out, not for non-payment, but because I was tired of being bullied for extra money I was promising him to obtain for the pandemic. He destroyed his property I lived in after he and I had a relationship where we would help each other out and I would keep his home looking nice and make sure we all made it through these times. As a mother of five, there were many avenues he taught me I could take to make sure things were well taken care of for him, myself, and our children. When things didn't go his way, he would bully me and even break in the house at night and threaten me and my children. These things are the reasons why I wanted to leave. He broke in one night and cut the water off. He cut the lights off after I went through a huge ordeal proving he was the owner of the house. He changed his name so the electric company has the owner down as a 16-year-old kid. That made it hard for me to get my lights on. Once on, I made sure I kept up with payments. When he cut the water off, he broke the door off the hinges. He threatened me so many times. It's ridiculous. I have all threats and more. I'll be posting on. I have all threats and more. I'll be posting on my social media. It's all over her Facebook. My kids yeah. and I never lived in my truck ever. I am a provider. Yes, I moved to Racine from Milwaukee, but I had everything they needed and just needed to find a place. He came to me as a close friend, but as usual, his evil money is hungry. Traits. His evil money hungry traits began to kick in. I was terrified of him. The things he would say, the things he would do. I would have never messed up his house. The neighbors even had run ins with him. He pulled guns out on the neighbors and one time put another tenant out because she wouldn't let him in on into the other tenant's house while he was sleeping. When I moved in, everything was good between us. There was a lot of damage to the house, garbage outside the windows, broken stove, and more. He stated it all came from the tenants before me. We agreed I would help him take care of those, these damages, and if there were ways I could help, I would do so. One hand washes the other. I always made sure he knew that I didn't want him to do the Facebook thing, so I would always remain in good standards with him, for he is known to pull scams, frauds, and more with tenants and businesses. The fact that he came on Facebook and made it to Worldstar and other sites, painting a filthy picture of myself and my children and telling lies he always tells with his get-rich scheme degrees he uses to belittle people and gain love from people we don't who don't know the real him. Today, I've decided to tell my side of the story and ask for help to obtain a lawyer to start a civil case against Timothy James, a.k.a. Alan White, a.k.a. Amarion James. He has threatened me Ooh. and my children, and we have... Wait. Huh? Amarion James? Amarion. This is a whole-ass white man, too, right? You know, that's a, like, he white. Going by that name. No, I think he's black. Wait a minute. I thought the picture I saw of this man was white. On Twitter. I thought it was a black guy. But I'll be, all right, I'm going to finish and I'm going to look. Okay, okay, sorry. He, no, he's fine. He has threatened me and my children and we have been watch, we're having to watch over our shoulders and pray for protection due to the things he said he would do to us since the day he left his home. I took photos of the house, not touched, and made sure he received the photos and videos because I know how evil he is. I didn't think he would do me that way because we had been knowing each other forever. He has done this to many people, but I couldn't believe he's doing it to me. This man has to be stopped. I did not owe him anything for rent. I was getting money for the pandemic and he needed it, so I agreed to get 
give it to him. Please help my children and I. We need help. Thanks to everyone who have contacted me personally and privately who know how this man is, but too afraid to speak up due to the fact that he is a heartless man only out for self and greed. I thought he was my friend and I still wish him well and pray he receives the healing he really needs. He has known me for years. He knows who I am how I am. I will have videos, messages, emails, photos of the home before and after another document proof available as well on my Facebook page and my Instagram. Thank you. Let me tell you something. Let me, let me tell y'all something. Why are you doing this with a black woman? It's like, so what you won't do is make me look like I am a liar. See, she's, she's a woman after my own heart. I'm yeah. like, here's what you won't do. What you won't <laughs> It's trying to make me to be out. out. What I can't stand is someone to lie to me, especially someone to lie on me. Oh, that would get that would get my goat real quick. So first of all, what you won't do is lie on me, mm-hmm. and you won't lie about me either. And it's like, so I don't know why he. So the thing about it is, the empath in me was just like, oh my god. It was like, I, and I heard, it was like, when I heard him crying, I was like, oh, okay. But then you see, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't be doing all of this, but yeah. Um, I'm looking for his pictures. I think this is a black man. I don't know. I don't know who the fuck Timmy Turner is, but uh Homegirl has literally, if you go, her, her name is Nicole Copacetic on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Homegirl has all of Receded. the receipts. Damn. Days <laughs> said, girl, I'm like, she is not playing with your ass. And the bad part is, why would you do that to somebody that you actually know? This is when you don't. And to go on the social media and to just go, see y'all, this is what we do. I try to be nice to people and they just treat me all dirty. And I'm like, girl. And I'm still trying to find him. Because it's weird. Because the thing, about, I don't know, maybe I just assumed he was black because it made it to baller alert. I'm like, baller alert don't care about no white people. I thought people were just um, picking it up because the lady was white. I mean, excuse me, the lady was black. I'm sorry, because it was a black lady. But I don't know. I could have sworn the picture. I could be wrong. I could have sworn the picture yeah. I saw on Twitter was white. But, oh, well, if it's, if it's a black man, it's even worse. So that's the thing. I don't, I could have sworn I saw a picture of him, but maybe I didn't. But it's like, it's super weird. But also, I was listening to his voice, so... Oh, oh, yeah. See, here's the thing. And the only reason why I'm a little sensitive, I guess, mm-hmm. to that lately is because of all the nigger fishing going around. Oh, well, oh we're definitely going to get to that. But yes, so mm-hmm. I get it. Even though homegirl that was Afro-Latino, I'm like, y'all, she does a worse Latino accent than I do. Let me tell um, you and I'm not Afro and I'm not Afro-Latina either. Whoever says she looked like Hacksaw Jim Duggan... I should have gave my flowers to you, but yeah. I said it. I don't give a fuck. Oh I my agree. god! But yeah, homeboy was out here scamming, and mm-hmm. and everybody gave to him. And she's like, um, so that's not what happened. So I'm glad she said something because a lot of times 
when these kind of things happen, depending on who it is, people don't believe them or they'll just go, oh my God. Or they're like, I'm going to take this to the grave. This is the thing that you don't take to the grave. I'm like, what you won't do is lie on me. Because so now you see people who are like, I'm a landlord and this didn't make sense to me. Because there were people who analyzed that video saying, so for this don't make sense. It just, it, it, it didn't, it didn't, it just didn't because uh, for real, for real, when I did all that, I, I would have turned that shit over to my insurance company. Yeah. Not, not only that, you do in certain states, ha- if you are a landlord, you do have to report that to your insurance company so that they can cover you for your liability. Yeah. In case some shit like that happened. Right. right it's like so this. it's like, number one, either you was doing that shit and mm-hmm. you ain't have, the, you, you didn't have your paperwork in order. Mm-hmm. And you thought you was going to get rid of her and you was going to get some money from your insurance company, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I hope somebody turned his ass in. Pretty much. Uh, uh, it, it just, it didn't add up. If there, I, I the, wouldn't have posted that. The math wasn't mathing. It, it wasn't because like, I wouldn't have posted it. Like, oh I, I was like, the only thing I saw early on, I was like, I feel like you're supposed to have insurance. That's all I thought. I'm like, it sucks. I'm like, this is a bad situation. And then you find out he lied. I'm like, why lie? Sometimes people do. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of sometimes lying is just stupid and there are stupid lies. Sometimes it's like, it's stupid to lie, and then there are stupid lies. This is a stupid lie. Why would you do this? It's like, as if, see this, see, this is why I think this is a nigga. See, this is a, uh, this is a hood nigga shit to do, because you literally forgot that she has receipts on your ass, and you thought that this wouldn't come out. Mm-hmm. You thought that she wouldn't keep those screenshots. Um, I beg to differ. She is, she is mm-hmm. on my level of petty. Oh, baby, I don't delete nothing. Mm-mm. She had those on a hard drive. Like, she was like, and I'm going to hold these. Like, Let me see. hold on to this. She was like, I see the type of scammer you are, honey. You think you really mm, going to try me on to this. And sometimes that's just really what it's all about is the principality of the thing. Like, you can try that on anybody, but you tried me. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem right there. That's where you, that's that's step one. Right. Like, so, you could have did this to anybody, but you you did it to me. So that bad you idea. to deal with that. It's like, Bad idea, boo. Bad idea. Yeah, yeah. So let's slide into mid-key. Tracy Ellis Ross is on the cover of a magazine. and That's like a goddamn pickaninny, but go ahead. And she is the um, proverbial face of the natural hair care movement. Um, Also, and this is part of the, the... the cover came out when I was part of my disassociation of everything, meaning I was like, Chadwick Boseman died, and I'm like, I got to move away from stuff. Yeah. So I glanced at this picture, and until Cook brought it, I was like, what the? Oh, I didn't look at this picture. I saw yeah. Tracy Ellis Ross on the cover. I'm like, oh, great. I didn't actually look at the picture until you mentioned it, and I was like, so this is going to be a problem. <laughs> Listen, because of the hairstyle she had it looked like literally she, one of those old school pickaninny hairstyles on her that yeah, is it was straight jim crow shit. magazine and uh and then the conversation so when i heard about tracy's line i was like oh i think that's great mostly because i pay her. attention to her because yeah. she does wear hair very natural 
She doesn't really strain her hair. She hasn't been doing it since she was Joan on Girlfriends. So I get it. She's no, actually, done it. she's done it since she was Tracy Ellis Ross on Lyricist Lounge. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. She was, yeah, she, her hair, she's always worn her hair like that. Yeah. So, that, but, well, since, because if she was on Lyricist Lounge and that's when I noticed her. Oh, okay. See, I noticed <laughs> her for Girlfriends. That was the first time mm-hmm. I saw her. I was like, oh, I just like that she, like, I like her hair. That's all I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. Lyricist Lounge. Let me look that up. Okay. Um, so I am not that bothered by it, but I think when it comes to comfortability, she fits the mold because I am liking this. I am equating to this, this to the body positivity movement and you see all these skinny people. It's like, mm. so this is not what the body positivity movement is about. Or that... Or relatively attractive. Like, you're, you may be quote-unquote fat, but you're not that fat. You know, or fat. when you are, you are hourglass shaped. Correct. Not you're, apple. You're not... Or... You're not an your, apple. You're not pear. You're just like, no. You're, you're a triangle. No, you're a Coca-Cola mm. bottle. So it's like body positivity. I'm like, baby, mm. your body is not seen negatively. Right. Not everybody's built like Niecy Nash. Correct. Let me tell you something. That woman, whew. Listen, you. now, I wouldn't mind being built like her. Let me tell you something. <laughs> At all. Like, I would not be complaining I if I was Niecy built Niecy like Niecy Nash, Nash, honey. I'm like, girl, bring them okay. big old, bring them take old bitties right on over here, sus. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad. But I'm, I'm I ain't mad at her, though. Um, but if I don't watch my weight, yes, I'll be apple shake, And that's why I have a Right. I am apple shaped, so I get it. So it's like, I just sit here and just go, <sighs> this is the response to it. That's how I like hearkened it to, right. is that why are you the face of it? Because guess who else has a hair care line and probably is a little bit more suited to this? Gabrielle Union. I thought you were going to say Taraji P. Henson. Oh, I forgot about, oh, yeah, she does. But I, I'm saying that's because I saw the big push the last, the last few weeks. So that's why I keep, I forgot about Taraji. But well, yeah. shit. I'd rather see damn Kaleidoscope products on there. <laughs> keep it a hundred. But you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's like, why didn't y'all call Gabrielle? And the thing about it is, I'm like, I'm not no, saying. no, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's not it. 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 Let me tell you something. Barry Gordy Jr. would pull his pearl handle pistol out if somebody suggested Diana Ross pose on the cover of Elle magazine in a costume hearkening to a pickaninny. No. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I wasn't talking about the photo, but yeah, the photo. Yeah, absolutely. The, no, we're not doing the photo. I was talking about like if we're talking about natural hair care movement. Oh, girl. Okay. That's what I'm That's, about. Listen, here we I'm go. Not, here girl, we go. You, you I have an entire assessment. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. I'm glossing over that picture because I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck who's in, like this picture. I'm sorry. Is a bad idea. That whole concept. Girl, okay. I want to no. know. No. Let me I'm tell like, you I something. And this really had me looking at Tracy Ellis for the first time, and it, because I because um, okay, so l- let me let me take it from the top. Mm-hmm. 
Tracy Ellis Ross has always appeared to me to have been, I know my mother is Diana Ross and I love her. I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to run from it, but I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to work. And that was always kind of been like when she presented herself, uh, when she first started acting, that's just kind of like how she presented herself. Like I'm here to work. And she is a good actress. She is talented. You know what I'm saying? And so the conversations were multi-layered for me from what, from what I saw. I saw some brown skin people just like, so when did Tracy become the spokesperson for natural hair? And why are we taking a look at her knowing that most of us probably couldn't use some of the product that she's selling when work on our hair? And then that this is the imagery that you're having this paired with this discussion in itself. That black women are still being told on their jobs and at school that they cannot wear their natural hair. And we've been talking about this, Mm -hmm. that when we, even when you look at Instagram, you know, like the majority of the people, when you talk about natural hair, even on natural hair blogs, it is a phenotype, biracial, or lighter, fairer, or if it is a darker, like they have that texture, the 3C texture, closer to the 3C. Like we don't see the 4C, you know, like texture. When yeah. Viola took her wig off in Scandal. Mm-hmm. How that was... <laughs> This is how that was the thing. Got away with mur- how I got away with murder turned into wig. I'm like, wig. Oh, wait, how to get away with boy when Viola was on how to get away with murder. I'm sorry. But when she took her wig off and Cicely Tyson was, was, was greasing her scalp. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, some, some people were like, well, wait a minute, Tracy. Yeah, because that's where I was coming from. That's the, that's the, Girl, I, like, that's why, the, why, like, why, maybe, I think, and that's what people were kind of saying, like, are we sure it should be you leading this discussion? Because you're kind of doing a little something here that, um, baby, I'm sorry, but you can't tell me that Angela Bassett, Paola Davis, Taraji, Mia Long would have agreed to wear their hair in that fashion. So the, here's, and, that, and that's the thing, that's the angle magazine. I was, that's the angle where I was coming from when it comes to leading the discussion. It was like, Tracy isn't the only person with a hair care line, but I think that somebody, when you talk about natural hair, we're talking about black women and to a certain extent, other women of color. It's like, we're talking about our hair. We're not talking about white women. It's like, because y'all, no, excuse me, we're not, Natural is not used for your hair when we talk right. about your hair. I could style my hair the same way as Tracy, but because my hair is tighter when it dries, mm-hmm. it's not going to look the same. It won't be as loose. Right. And they're going to get, when we go, if we were to go into the same place, we would not get the same reaction. No, no, absolutely not. So when I, when I think about, so that's why I compared like this discussion of natural hair to the body positivity. You have skinny okay. people talking about body positivity, but you don't have people who have natural 4C. And let me also say this, people that are Gabrielle's skin 
tone can right, all they right. don't necessarily have 4C hair. They can have 2C and True. 3C hair. True. I know people who are my complexion True. who don't have the same texture I do. Let me tell I you. I know something. lighter skinned people who have the same uh, texture. I, do. I know some light skinned people with some 4C hair too. Exactly. But let me tell you about the with the black folk who got the 2C shit. When you got when you wear your hair, people like uh, look at you. And then how many times my, I'm talking about my 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 skin folk. Mm-hmm. Who, are, who are the same shade as between me and Gabrielle and me, like my mm-hmm. skin folk. Mm-hmm. When you have 2C and 3C hair, how many times, how often do you get accused of wearing a wig? How often do you get accused that of part. wearing a weave? That how part. often do you people stick their dick fingers in your scalp trying to root you when you tell them, this is my real hair? And they say, no, it's not. And then when they look, and then when they realize it's your real hair, oh. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. And that's the reason why when we t- when I when you say leading the conversation to me is because I'm not sure if a light skinned person would relate to that. Like, do y'all get the benefit of the doubt when people see your hair? Do they automatically assume like if they can't see your track that is yours? Do they go so far as touching you and violating your state? Like, I mean, like when we talk about don't touch my hair, you know, like I'm talking about, yeah, like when I tell you like, oh, I got a blowout and motherfuckers like, oh, you, you got a blowout. Like, yeah, I've been natural since 2012. Like, and I have a, I just have a blowout. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you had a permit. Oh, your hair is so straight. Like, oh, well, I don't like, oh. well, I didn't mm-hmm. know. Huh? Mm-hmm. I went, yeah. Pro. But, but I'm talking about when you're darker and like, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, oh, it definitely is somebody. Oh my God, is that your hair? It's like, what the fuck are you doing? It's, it's, it seems like when you're darker and things are on, everything you do just seems like, oh my it's, God, just, look at your hair. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, girl. Like when I gave birth to my daughter and everybody saw her. And it's funny because her dad is dark and mm-hmm. he has like, to see wavy hair, like straight wavy hair. He does. Mm-hmm. Between my hair and her hair or whatever, his hair or whatever, she had, when she was first born, I mean, it came out like jet black straight, like she was covered in it. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it's always been fine. Mm. Like she doesn't need to put chemicals in her hair. I can straighten her hair with just, you know. Just a flat dryer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could. Yeah. But it's like, I noticed when I gave birth to her, a lot of people, their reaction to her was because she had, that was, is, is what they focused on. Her hair. Mm-hmm. My brown baby. She didn't have that. Oh, you know, so-and-so, her baby, oh, it's so nappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, she got this nice, it's a nice grade. Yeah. It's nice. And it's like, and that's the other thing, like being dark and then people, they, when they look at your grade of hair and mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, it's, it's automatically nice. pegged as being unmanageable. I'm like, I don't see how, I don't know how you would live with that hair. I'm like, right. I just do my hair. What yeah, are you simple. doing? But no, even when you do, when you do have two, three C hair, like even then, like, the way people assess you because of your hair. Right. Right. So, it's very, it's, 
It's, okay. it's Y'all know what for, I'm talking about. Right, <laughs> it's like, I, right. And I think everybody will understand what we're saying because it's, it's a weird, it's nuanced to it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't understand that nuance of why it's not even just, it's the framing of her being at the front of the discussion, which she shouldn't be not mm-hmm. saying that. And it's not even because she, because she wears her neck. She's been natural for God knows how long, but also she's been in a, she's been at a, place in life where it hasn't been that financially taxing mm-hmm. for her to do so. So right. it's kind of, it like, has not held her back. Correct. It has not held her back from, it's not, it has not held her back. She no, didn't have to cool. wear a wig to play Joan. Correct. So it's kind of like you just go, but you know, if this was like Gabrielle union, mm-hmm. rocking well, she her, had she, weave. She had a oh, she'd been wearing weaves and wigs for years. And now mm-hmm. she's coming out and now she's being more, because one is now we're at a place where, especially for darker skin women, it's okay to wear your natural hair. But hello, yeah. we still got states that have to put laws in the books that yeah. employers cannot discriminate against right. you based on that your part. hair. We're still and, and at this point. That's why it's imperative that you that's you have to understand that you're going to hear darker skinned women mm-hmm. be vocal about how they're feeling about like wait a minute because they're the ones who bear the brunt of it correct and it, it, it's because they're darker Now to say, okay, wait a minute. You asked for black people. Like she's black. Why are you giving country to this biracial person? It's kind of like. <laughs> and, and I'm not trying and I'm not knocking that part of her or anything like that. That was her mama decision to have her and all that stuff. You such a mess. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I know, right? Listen, <laughs> it is what it is. It just, look, it is what it is. Okay. I think. But, okay. I'm not, I'm not condemning her. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that she just even the just even the fact that she could do it was an exercise in privilege to an extent. Oh yeah, it's kind of like uh, even that cover. Even though that cover was, she was styled and by. I never got past the cover to be honest. Right, it's kind of like <laughs> the cover is like it's a poor ass choice. We should it should not even been on the cover, but. That's the, I'm like, I don't even want to focus on that. I want to focus on the discussion of yeah. natural hair. It really should be, and I'm not knocking her being biracial, her being mixed black, because one, her identity has always been black. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like she's never said, I don't have a white daddy. She, no, like, no, no. It's no. Hallie and it's Hallie. So I, I noticed right. the way they talk about each other. Right. And no, I'm not saying that because yes, like I said, she started on Lyricist Lounge. She came mm-hmm. up through the ranks. She did, you know, she was she humbled herself to learn her craft, and mm-hmm. it shows because she's talented. And I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But yeah, yeah, no. The reason why I said that is because you're I coming from it from the she's more white palatable. Com- she it's the they're comfortable with hearing it's this the comfortability of whiteness. Right. To have this is what so a lot of people are like why they keep doing that because white because people because she's going to talk people. to them as though hey let me tell you about what it's like to have this kind of hair ha, ha, ha. for me that's not the that's not the conversation I think it's also for white people they're a little bit more comfortable with people who are closer to whiteness and that is by skin tone so yeah. it's like you like I don't 
because one, I've I've seen Tracy not pull no punches when it comes to race, right. so she don't right. water shit down. She's not. Uh, she's not. She's not a still. daughter of Quincy. I'll yeah. say that. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Nope. We're not doing this with you today. Um, she is not sage. <laughs> she is not sage steel. Okay. Okay, she's not. She's no, 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 no. Tracy's not. black. She's 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 black. She she's like she's I'm black. black, so she's never watered that down. But I think her being and, but, picked is not really because like, we not, gotta have but, this conversation. It's more of we're more comfortable with a lighter skinned person. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And maybe uh, am I am I am I am I being too harsh? I don't. Or, I don't think harsh is it because. I don't because I know I some people are going to hear and they're going to say like oh it's and it's not even about that. My thing is is that the, when the we talk the, about the black conversations in the that she public can be discourse in, in the yeah. public discourse because this is L magazine. Yeah, this is going out. This is still a white publication. So, it is a yeah. very white publication. Yeah. Number one. Number two. It's going to be seen by everyone, and this is going to yes. This when they talk about natural hair. This is what you know. We're, we're we're dealing with their their preconceived notions, and that okay, yes, it's going to take her to change their hearts and minds about it. But my thing is, is that it, can we have more care in this? And I don't. I I I, I just. At first, I glossed over it, but then when I really sat down and I looked at it, I was just like, I can't think of it. I could not, like, I do not know what it's like for someone to say, hey, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, sure. Like, and I'm doing, was she trying to be provocative? Well, yeah. Because I'm wondering whose idea was this? I, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of like, you remember old school top model when she but, had ideas but, and people went along with it. Right. Remember, but here's the thing. Is also back. too, when she does this, it it just isn't going to have the same impact on her as if it were. No, no. So I remember like these old school top model episodes where they like they had these treatments and these were like Jay Manuel who yes this yes. man literally is very at the time was very ambiguous but he has never walked away from the fact that he's like I am black mm-hmm. I am not I think people thought he was Latino and he's like I'm not I'm black <laughs> so he would literally say it so I remember listening to his IG live when he was talking about it he's like I didn't agree with it and it was like he didn't feel like he had the power to say anything. He's like, but this was like flat out wrong. Because they were actually like, they were using blackface. They were like doing like this switching of races. And he's like, I don't agree with this. I don't think this is the best thing. So the pictures weren't terrible, but also they weren't what Tracy did on a cover of L. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like people, other people have these big ideas about how, you know, artistic things should be. And it's like, but you're not taking the care. And why is no one in the room going, so y'all don't think she looks like a pickaninny, but I have a feeling that none of them thought about this because of her skin tone. 
But see, here's so much so the thing. They would be like, uh, maybe this is the wrong yeah, idea. But because exactly. she's so light, it's kind of like, no one's going to really think it, that. And that, but it plays a part into how she is perceived. Correct. With, even with that, her hairstyle that way. On her, it's avant-garde. On mm-hmm. me, I am a nigger. Correct. And so I think also, too, it may have... If they went there in the article, I'd absolutely be like, okay, yeah, if y'all was doing it like if this was Teen Vogue and y'all was like bringing it down, like let's talk about all the toxic shit y'all said to describe black hair while you're wrong. And then, you know, but being around her hair care product line, it was kind of like. Okay. I'm like, uh, (sighs) all right. (laughs) But a lot of people were like, well, she's doing it because she's, you know, she's got a hair care product line. It's for natural. But I'm like, but natural when you say natural (laughs) it's like you you also she has the hair texture that is a little bit more manageable but also she is the daughter of diana ross so she's always had like the um currency and the stylist of people to take care of her hair so not saying that natural hair would still be a struggle for her but she's still diane ross's daughter so me and also too it isn't just her biracial privilege. She has financial, financial privilege. privilege. Right. Like, I mean, she I, she leaned into her privilege with this. And I and that's the part where I think some people that's just the way I looked at it. Like, right. This no, was a whole this whole exercise was a was an exercise in privilege. Like you have the privilege. Right. Kind of case like case in point, um, this is not hair related, but there was a small town in Texas where they have a high school football team called the cotton pickers so oh, i just saw that too. and it was kind of like what so here's the deal about that town and why they didn't change the name that town is majority hispanic not black so for them they didn't equate it the same way because for them they were like we we migrated here we're migrant workers and we picked cotton not we were slaves and we so for them it's like they they don't see that they don't see the disconnect like hey hi hello your name shouldn't be cotton pickers but you know what often above that makes sense to me right because when you're like oh i mean you know when i first saw it i just like i'm not reading this because I was like, whoever named that team, I was like, you know, like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not, even, I'm not even delving into it. But it's like, when you explain, like, okay, yeah, I get it. But I would just, I, I still would, I mean, I would get it, but I'd be like, I ain't buying no cotton-picking shirt. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of like, for some people about these things, I'm just, so it's kind of like, even though I understand, yeah. it's still, I'm, it's still going to be like, like, I still like, feel like maybe we should have another discussion about the name. Just like there should have been another discussion about the name, there should have been another treatment for this magazine cover. Yeah. Like you could have, like, styled your hair totally up. different. You could have you know glammed what? up the natural she hair. She could have glammed up because Viola right. would have glammed up. And that's all I'm saying. Right. Like, she did, it, it, it was, it, it, for all, it, it, yeah, it could have been handled with a little bit more care. Care. And um, that's the only thing it's like, not quite sure where she was coming from with that. Right. But I mean, whatever, but <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel so, like I unpacked my feelings towards it. Thank you. I'm glad you did. Cause, cause guys, <laughs> pregame, I will let y'all know that she's like, I have very complicated feelings and I don't understand how to feel about this. And I'm like, we can talk about it. It's like, we gonna talk about it. I scroll past it. 
yeah. for so long. I did. I did for you days. Did, I did. You were like, ah! I'm like, we could talk about it. See, this is a good thing. I swear. Maybe we should yeah. have a show where it's like me and Cook is like, we're going to unpack this because this is complicated feelings <laughs> about for me. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> our complicated feelings. We like, can do fun. that. It was complicated because I was like, on the one hand, I like her. Mm-hmm. She, I, you know, I started up with her with Lyricist Lounge. I like the fact that you can I'm going to find this now because I'm like, why does do if you love? Well, I love rap. See, that's the I don't, uh, I don't dislike you don't it, like it, but I'm not the hippity hops. Y'all know how I feel. Y'all laughing me because I say hippity hops because I sound like such an auntie when I say artistic. it. I don't care. This is artistic. Yeah. This is okay. the arts, art, artistic. So then I'm, I'm gonna find it then. So I'll, I, yeah. I can, I can watch it. You, this is, so. I think you'll be able to get with it because it's the artistic side of it, and it's um, entertaining, and mm-hmm. it's you. Once you get, you'll get the gist. You'll get the gist. Okay. So it came on MTV uh, mm, back in the day because so it sounds that, familiar, um, and I'm like, why does it sound familiar? Oh, because uh, most deaf and a few other people that oh. you may have heard of. Oh. But this was before he was Yasin Bay, and we knew like what we know. <laughs> but like this was like back in the day. We know what we know. Hey y'all! I can't see myself. So, what you hear in the background is the stunt music. Yeah, that's ladies of Potomac. That's right. I jump ship. <laughs> Orange County, you're in the rear view window. I'm down with the real housewives of Potomac right now. And what you, what I'm about to see is the season finale, season one. What is, what, baby, what's it called? The reunion, the reunions episode. <laughs> Can't wait. Well, <clears throat> what'd you say? Part one. Oh my lord, it's a two-parter, y'all. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm getting in this shit. Hey, y'all. You have a good night. It's about uh 7:55. Have a good night. Y'all stay safe. <laughs>